Hi, this is Carl for Anthronaut. Today's topic is consciousness and the hard problem. In philosophy, the hard problem is the question of consciousness. Philosophers throughout the ages have contemplated our awareness. You can read various luminaries, classic philosophers, modern day thinkers, theorizers. Everyone has a different idea. There are biologists, neuroscientists, tech thinkers. But it seems to me that not all, but many, if not sincerely, at least to hook people, they ask, why are we conscious? Certainly, religion has given an answer about spirits. Extra body, independent states of awareness which only inhabit our corpus. Science, I think, almost sounds as bad when it asks why we are conscious. Now it could be a semantic issue in some cases where actually why is a replacement for how. But if you mean how, say how. And don't lead people to think the obvious. That if it weren't for some sort of confluence of events or miracles, we shouldn't be conscious. I think this is the wrong way of leading people. We should be conscious because we are. I also think that our consciousness is the mere amalgam of all of our senses integrated and interpreted, creating a field of data intermixed to become the whole of our experience through our senses and through our thoughts. Nothing more. And to explain how this develops, I'll now borrow from what some other philosophers and scientists have said. The result is a mere illusion. I tend to think that the illusion is accurate per the calibration of our sensory network. So of course, different species experience the environment differently and to a higher or lesser degree of accuracy or fine-tuning. So some life forms experience different sensations, more color, less color. They're greater or lesser than other creatures in adaptation, mobility, sensory detection. My idea 
and I believe I may have heard intimations of this idea referred to by other philosophers and scientists, but I can't name who might have named this phenomenon. And before I heard about it, I came to this conclusion myself. I believe that consciousness, and particularly sentience, is necessary for mobile creatures. To me, we are conscious since some time after birth or semi-aware and then fully aware and self-aware. Because we are immersed in this state of sensory network interpretation and environment recreation in our cortex, it seems like something special. And it seems as if it is something that we utilize or inhabit or wear. I'm not saying anything new when I say that it is just what it is. In other words, we are our experience. And as Sam Harris would say, we are not a spirit riding around inside of a body. Consciousness is all that there is. And of course, depending on what sensory network you have, what kind of creature you are, and what kind of environment, and with whatever level of health and adaptability, plus or minus pathology or limitation, that is the extent to which your biology aids and creates your consciousness. But we evolved into this, and it is the way it should be. It's not a miracle. Although, when we think about states of matter, we tend to see it that way. And because we are in awe of what our brains can do, in contrast to what we assume is not done in other creatures and other things, we tend to make it special, which is also a subjective feature of our need to make ourselves special because we are so afraid of injury and death. And we can call it special in an endeavor to honor life and protect it, but in and of itself, and because of from what it is made, it isn't special. Special in terms of something that shouldn't be. It should be, and that's why it is. I can see it no other way. Of course, the complexity of brains in mammals, especially in cetaceans and humans, and in some avians, there is a level of development that 
especially in our experience, I can't speak for other creatures and their experience, is so in-depth we can even appear to live and experience three-dimensional life while asleep. But I've had the thought many times in my young adult life and my adult life that if our brains can do that when we are asleep, of course our brains can do that when we are awake. And aren't these two states just different levels of mobility and control? I will probably add to these ideas later. These are extemporaneous talks meant for open conversation, not lecture. I can call to mind some other philosophers and scientists who have contributed to my thinking on these matters. Sam Harris came to mind because I listen to his podcast often. But I don't endeavor to make a list or an accounting of who contributed what. This is what I hope comes from conversations with others who will be guests. And depending on who wants to be a guest and an interlocutor, and what we are going to talk about, I will bone up on my research and make lists and present names of who said what in what period of time. Suffice to say, my point herein, to reiterate, is I don't think we should ask why we're conscious, and I don't think there's a hard problem. If there is a hard problem, it is to map out all of the details from the states of matter up to the most developed sentient beings, how it occurs. But there should be no question about it being natural. Thank you, and I hope you will join me again at Anthronaut. Keep making the world better with your mind. Thank you.